Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Yes, of course I can hear you. Of course I can. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know what? I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm kind of glad that you're one of the people that wanted to join me on the podcast. You know that, right? When I, when I got yeah. when I got the first or initial message, I, was, I went to my message. I was like, "Look, it's one of my man. <laughs> can you believe it? She couldn't believe it herself." I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Because when I had it, it was really interesting. It was very interesting to me, and I thought, "Oh, that's really nice." definitely yeah. want to be part of this yeah no no because um i just started doing it because like i was doing the other um podcast in the beginning and i thought to myself you know what let me try and do an all an all around something where i can talk to people and see because everyone's going to always give me different answers do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i thought to myself that oh, if i if i do the same answers for everybody everyone gets to listen to it and once i i get them on the podcast then they will be able to um have their own opinion like I'm able to see what they want to see that's true that's true no I'm very happy to be a part of this and besides it's you man I'll do anything to support you you're my boy so definitely alright let me just do the intro and that and I'll be back I'll be right here buddy <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to the Teddy Hoggle podcast as you know I'm your boy Teddy Hoggle and this is my podcast find me anywhere on Spotify I've even got a new Twitter account people Twitter is kind of blowing up so I do like that um, just before I start I just want to make a disclaimer um, the thoughts and opinions of this podcast are for myself and Jojo it is me asking Jojo the question so don't get at him get at me get at the podcast don't get at him but today I will be interviewing Jojo. How you doing, Jojo? I'm very good, Ted. I'm very good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, people don't know how we met each other. Um, can you explain to people how we met? Well, Ted and I used to actually work together. We worked for Aster when what? I was a manager of Aster. I'm trying to figure it out. It's been so many years. I can't remember if you actually worked for me or we worked together. I can't remember that. I worked for you. I remember you were my manager when I first started. That's true. That's true. I'm so sorry. It's been so many years. But yeah, that's how Ted and I know each other. We work together uh, for the same company. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was true. I haven't seen, I haven't seen, I've been, I remember I left, I remember, I think you left me before I even left. um that store and when i left yes. that store i became a manager myself yes when I, I remember that mm-hmm. i remembered when i first saw you though and i remembered you wanted me to um i remember the first couple of weeks i remember you said to me i remember i came from being a um uh a section leader at my old store i remember yeah. you came up to me like you were like no teddy you were like no 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 we need to get you to be a man tottenham i remember like you know like a new store's open in tottenham I'm going to put your yeah. name down for it. You're going to go for it. And I was like, no, I do want to do it. I know you were like, no, you're too good for this. Like, you should you should go and be a... And I was so adamant. Like, if I listened to you then, compared to listening to you when I, when I should when I shouldn't have, when I went to another store and did my whole job, the same thing, like, I, think my, my, I think my experiences would have been like two different type of experiences, you know? True, but you know what they say, man? God's time is the best. Maybe this was your best time to do this and that wasn't mm-hmm. your best time. So sometimes, you know what? things happen for a reason so i'm just glad i'm glad everything worked out good for you whenever it happened no. I'm, I'm happy it did i'm happy yeah, it no, did. I think, no thing yeah things did things did thing i think after you i had jewels as a manager and then after that i went yeah i went back to um 
my old store became a manager there so yeah you are right yeah nothing before it's time eh no 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 always just look to the almighty man he gets things done the way and when you're ready he'll get you there that's just the way it works that's the way i see it by the way and plus your journey is different so i can't put you on my journey you need to do your journey and that was your journey so you know it, it all worked out and now you're happy everything's good so yeah that's yeah. true that's true that is true but um, before we start, I'm going to, just before we get into the nitty gritty questions, I'm going to start you off with a couple of icebreaker questions just to get you kind of sorted so you can understand the way the podcast is going, yeah? So you've oh, heard good. these before. You probably had time to prepare for these, but let, let's see how you answer them anyway, yeah? Of course, go for it, buddy. Okay, so if you get out of the shower clean, yes. why does your towel still get dirty? <laughs> okay, I'm going to sound like a real nerd now because I actually really know the answer to this. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> so it's not, you're not dirty. So every time you actually take a shower, you actually scrape the skin cells, the dead skin cells on your body. Mm-hmm. And every time you use the towel, the towel is just wiping off the dead skin cells on your body. It's not that the towel is getting dirty. It's just getting rid of skin cells and that's the reason it stays and looks like it's dirty but it actually is not dirt it's just dead skin cells oh, i sound so nerdy now i can't believe i actually know the answer the reason why it's such a good answer even even if it is the right one the amount yeah. of answers i've had with that same with that same response, people, because did you listen to Teezy's one? He was like, no, nah, bro, it ain't dirt. My child, my child was never dirty. I was like, <laughs> everyone just gives you different answers. It's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Because <laughs> it's not dirt. I know a lot of people say that, like, if I'm clean, why do I need to keep washing my towel? It's not, you're not dirty anymore. It's just the soap and stuff that you use. It breaks mm. down all the loose skin cells that the body needs to get rid of. So when you wipe mm. yourself down, the towel just wipes it off. And that's just what it is. So it's just dead skin cells on your towel. It's not actual dirt. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. people, there you go. It's been solved. Now we know it. And now I need to change that question. Now I need to change it. Now I need to change that <laughs> Oh yes. Uh, okay. Um, what came first, the orange fruit or the color? Honestly, for me, I think it's the orange fruit. So I don't get it. Okay. So you. If, if we didn't actually have the orange fruit, there would be no need to actually create the word orange and then come up with a color orange for the color of orange, if that makes any sense. So but orange is a man-made. Yes, but then colors, are, colors exist because actual physical things that have that color exist. What, Does that make sense? What, what, so there was no orange before man-made orange? No. So there was definitely the color orange but then yeah. you actually need an actual physical object to actually assign it a color yes but, yes. yes so the actual physical object existed before the description of the actual object came along if that makes any sense yes 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 this is good i think this is going to be a brilliant <laughs> podcast but i can already see how many value answers i can see it okay <laughs> if apple yeah. made a car would it have windows see this is just so i don't know i've seen i've seen this question before and it's just it's one of those things where you think to yourself like 
obviously it's a car, it's going to have windows. But then people are thinking, you think of it in the sense of the actual application windows, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, so obviously if I would make a car, it would definitely have windows, not the application windows, but like physical windows you could see through to see yeah. out the car, if that made any sense, yeah. So yeah, they will still have windows if I will make a car. Otherwise, you're just driving a bus. That's a death truck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay then. Last yeah. and not least, me and you are outside together. We're at a rave, mm-hmm. and I, I, I happen to walk past you, and I stink. Act yes. out how you would tell me that I stink. It depends on my relationship with you. If me and you were tired and we're like bros i wouldn't even need mm. to think about how i say it to you i'll just pull you aside and tell you because we would have that sort of relationship do you know what i mean yeah. so depending on what kind of relationship you and i have i'll definitely let you know but then if i didn't actually have that sort of relationship with you and you stink to each their own man maybe your girl <laughs> likes the way you smell i, I can't <laughs> do you know what i mean i can't say that thing because it depends you know people can't get offended when you say stuff like that to them I know. And, yeah, and if I don't have that relationship with you, because I have been in these circumstances before, and it turns it turns out people who actually do smell that way when they stink, they can't tell. So if you actually approach somebody and said it to them, they might just think, "Oh, he's just a hater. Or he's trying to put me down." They will not take it the way you intended at all. So depending on what kind of relationship you and I have, I might actually say something. I mean, like the relationship you and I have, if you walk past me in a party and you stink. Mate, trust me, I'm pulling you aside. And I'm telling you, like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it or say any of stuff. Like, bro, do you not take a shower, man? You stink. I'll tell you straight, because <laughs> you're my boy. I'd rather I tell you than you walking around and all people be like, oh, God, that guy stinks. And stay away. No, I'd rather your, your, your mate tells you, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. No, because I've had a lot of, I, I, I haven't had anybody say, that they wouldn't tell me. So I must be hanging around with the right people. I must know Definitely. and hang around with the right people. Def- if the tables yeah. were turned, I'll expect you to tell me. Yeah, of course. Oh, me. Oh, mate, mate, I would, I would. The funny thing about it, I remember when um when I was a manager still working for the company and um I, you know, like you get that one colleague and someone goes to me, oh yeah, but you know, like it's your duty to tell them that they stick. And I thought, oh, why does it have to be me? Why do I have to be the one to go <laughs> and you're tell the boss? Because you're the boss. That's the sadness yeah. about being the boss, man. It's not it's not a choice anymore. You have to. I know. It's just, it's just, you have to fill up with the choices, but it, that, it's it's kind of different than when you like, well, like when it's a mate until like when it's someone that you don't know how they're going to react. Do you know what I mean? True. Very true. Very true. I agree with That's that. True. I don't know. I guess as a, as a manager, if your colleagues actually kind of approach you and actually say something like this to you there's no feelings involved you're doing your job and if that colleague is creating an atmosphere that is making it like uncomfortable for the other colleagues it falls on you it's your responsibility to actually deal with it and in a situation like that you can't actually put emotions in it i mean you're the boss that's that's your job and as the boss sometimes you have to do things which are not very nice and you just have to think of the good of the whole team rather than the good of one person. So you may have one person's feelings, but, you know, for the good of the whole team, it is not a choice anymore. So as a boss, it's a very different thing. But as a mate, that's a completely different kind of fish, if that makes any sense. That's true. That's true. Well put. Well put. Well put. 
Yeah. All right, so that's so that's uh, that's so now we're coming out of the icebreakers. Now we're getting out to the nitty gritty. So just answer these as best as you can. I don't think they're too complicated. It's just it's the way you probably your answers and the way they had to be put across certain times where people will say certain things and it, it doesn't come across like the way how it how it sounds. Do you know? Of course, of course. Um, who should you be more loyal to? Your wife, your family. Or your best friend. Now they don't have to be in that order, but just explain to the people which one you believe who you should be more loyal to. See, that's thing. So, like, to me, I think there's different levels of loyalty. And yeah. I'll start off with, with say your best friend. I'll start off with that. I'll do the family and then I'll do the wife. So for your best friend, there's a certain level of loyalty that you have for your best friend. Now let's just presume that this person has been your best friend from childhood, you've been through all kinds of stuff for them, grew up together, you have good times together, bad times together, they've always had your back, they've always had your back. Then there's a level of loyalty that you would have to them. Now, in this situation with this person with your best friend, if let's just say it's your best friend against your family, it's definitely your family first. And if it's your best friend against your wife, this is not a girlfriend, this is your wife. And if the mother of the children Seriously, your loyalty lies with your wife, not your best friend. Okay, when wait, okay, to... okay, one second. I will, I'm going to be the devil's advocate. Take Go the on, children man. out then. Take the children out. There's no children yet. It's just your wife. How long have you been married? Two years. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you dating? How long were you dating before you married? It was love. Okay, I'll, I'll make this. I'll make this hardest. I'll make this as hard as I can. You were dating for two months. It was love at first sight, and then you married it. Then you married her. <laughs> See, still, still. So let's just say this is your wife, somebody you've lived with and lived together for two years, dated for two months. Definitely. So regardless of what you and your best friend have been through, ask your wife, who sleeps in the same bed with you, has been there when you're sick. Because in two years, you're gonna get sick and had all your ups and downs and everything, you would have a different level of relationship with your wife compared to your best friend, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So if, if your wife wanted something from you and your best friend was supposing, you can't suck off your wife for your best friend. I mean, oh, seriously. Easy, yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's a different, but then if your wife kind of came out of nowhere and said, oh, stop hanging out with your best friend and didn't actually give you a legitimate reason why, in that situation like that, you need to be loyal to your best friend. Because if your wife doesn't want you hanging out with the best friend, there has to be a reason why. And if what she's giving you doesn't make sense, then you can't really go for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's different. But then when it comes to family, now this is the tricky part for me. Because for me, family is not just people who you're related to by blood. If that makes sense. Those people are people who you didn't have a choice. You were just born into the same people, blood group as them. That's it. So when it comes to that, it's a bit iffy for me because I'm one of those people, I see people as who they are, not because you and I are related to by blood. And just because we're related by blood, yes, there will be certain privileges you would get over other people because we're related by blood. But if you don't behave in a way, let's say that my best friend is more of a family to me than you are, they take priority over you. Because if when I'm down, and my best friend is the one who's there with me when I'm down, they're there when I'm happy, when everything is falling apart and everything, and the one supporting me and everything, and my whole family never bothered 
to actually check how I'm doing or even a text or a phone call to see how I'm doing, even though they know things are bad for me, they don't really classify as family, if that makes sense. Yeah. So in that instance, it's it, it depends on what you call family. Are we talking flesh and blood family or are we talking yes, like... Yes, I would say flesh and blood. Yeah, flesh and blood, like mum, like mums, brothers, sisters, stuff like that. Yeah, see, when, when you say mum and dad, that I don't, there's no option to that. As far as I'm concerned, when it comes to mum and dad, they take priority mm. over every human being on the face of this earth. They brought me into this world. Mm. So when it comes to mum and dad, what, no matter how bad my mum is, no matter how bad my dad is, nobody in my entire life will ever take preference over them. Nobody mm. can ever replace them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because you could have somebody who could be as good to you as a brother could, or be as good to you as a sister could, but you could never have anybody who replace your mum or your dad. So that, I draw the line there. When it comes to siblings and that, yeah. They need to they need to have that relationship with me. But when it comes to mum and dad, it's completely different. My dad could be a serial killer. I would love him regardless. Because I owe him my life. From when I was born a baby, I couldn't control anything. They protected me, looked after me. If not for them, I won't be here. So when it comes to mum and dad, completely different kettle of fish. No, yeah, the reason the reason why I said that to you is because a lot of people have different responses to that question. Like, as the podcasts go down over the weeks, you're going to hear a lot of other people um, say different things. Um, I haven't. I want to. There, there is one person I want to interview because I know they have trouble with their mum and dad, and I know they have trouble with their partner. Their best friend is. I know they will pick their best friend as number one, but only because of like what you said, what them and that best friend have been through, and they see that best friend more or less as family because they have grown up with them since young, and sure. now they've got older to the point where they're married and they have the family and they have everybody else around them. But their best friend has been there since they were young, been through trouble back and forth. But that best friend is now family, godmother. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like. I would love to have that person on the podcast so they can explain to me why the best friend is more important, more than the family. Because everyone says family and everyone says wife, but I haven't really had anyone say best friend. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, man. I know what you mean. And that's the thing. So like, I don't know, when it comes to loyalty, I think it's not, it's not, there's no classification of who you're loyal to, whether it's your wife, whether it's your family, your best friend. It's the people who are there for you when you need them the most. And there'll be situations like this gentleman you're talking about. There might be situations where, when he's down and under, his best mm. friend is actually more there for him more than his own wife is. Not because the wife is evil or because the wife doesn't care. Maybe the wife just doesn't know how to be there for him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But then because of the sort of relationship he's had with the best friend, the best friend knows how to be there. The best friend knows exactly what to say to him, how to put it to him, which makes sense to him and put his mind and his heart at peace, that the wife can't. And it doesn't make the wife a bad person. It just means that sometimes you have more of a communication connection with somebody than you do with your own wife. And that does not necessarily mean that you love your wife less or she loves you less or that you're better off without her or anything. There's so many different aspects to look at when you actually call somebody your wife. And no human being is perfect. Do you know what I mean? So when you look at loyalty in that sort of way, for me, loyalty has always been about who is there for you at the time you needed them the most. Not when things are good, when you needed them the most. That one person who, regardless of what's happening, they'll still call you in the morning to check, how are you doing? Did you eat? 
I know you're down, but did you get some food? Are you going? Do you want me to bring you something? You know, that person who calls you at night and go, how was your day today? How did it go? How did you handle this? Don't worry about it. We'll talk. You know, that person who is there when everybody, everybody else disappears and things go down, that person's still there regardless. Even when they're pissed off with you and they know for a fact they're pissed off with you and they know you're in trouble, that anger just falls straight into the background and they're there because you're their boy. But you see the way you're putting it now. That's why I, I ask people that question because I find it very, I find it people will be loyal to their wives and their, and their family. But then the person that they talk to the most and the person they communicate to the most is their best friend. The person that they can find in, the person they can tell lies to, the person that does cover up for them is their best friend. Loyalty they will throw they will throw their friend away for the loyalty because of the word family and wife. Do you know what I mean? True. Like the emotion towards the two, people just throw away straight away. Like the friend is just gone, basically. And it's like it's like True. okay, but like, people don't really think about the answer when I say. It. Maybe it's because the answer is like you said, the word is loyalty. Maybe I need to find another word apart from loyalty. But um, yeah, that's that's why I gave people that because I wanted to hear the way you've explained it is is the truth. It's it's more of like, I think people need to kind of think about that question before they even answer it. True. Huh? Very true. You know? It's true, yeah. I get that. Because, like, I've been in relationships where I've had a woman and the woman I'm, be, I'm with has been my best friend, and my confidant, the one who consoles me and all of that stuff and everything. And it was never really a case of, like, would I need to be loyal to her or my best friend or whatever? It was it was more, it, those things just happen naturally, whether you want it or not. And to me, being loyal to somebody is, what exactly makes you loyal to that person? What do you get back in return? Because you can't just blindly be loyal to people. Even when what they're doing is harmful to you, you can't just blindly be loyal to them. If you're loyal to somebody, are they loyal to you back? Do you yeah. benefit from this? Does it make you a better person? Are they giving you the right kind of advice? And even if the advice is wrong and things go down, are they beside you when things go down? To me, that's what matters and that's what I call loyalty. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. It, yeah, the way you've answered that was brilliant. I hope the people are out, are out when they when they listen to this podcast, they hear Jojo when he speaks about that. Because that's that's a very good, a very good answer that he's given to that very first question there. Thank um, you. Thank you. The, the second question is now it's hard for us to talk about when I answer this question. I wrote it down. The way I wrote it down is not the way I how I can say it after I explain it, but um the way our and nans and granddads got married for reasons why back in it was very different True. from the way how we get how why we got married now and um the roles of men changed um traditionally i don't know some countries is very different some people have stopped their traditional roles of what a man and woman is but it, mm-hmm. it has become very different it's been um the biggest the bigger word i can call it is called westernized so in 2022 and the way you see things how on instagram and tiktok and how things are on social media what do you think the roles of a man and a woman are now in a relationship okay um 
for me in 2022 because don't forget I, I was born in the 80s i was born yep. in ghana in west africa where yep. when i grew up the concept of who is man and who's woman in the family as far as mum and dad goes was very clearly defined yeah. So mum knew exactly what mum needed to do and dad knew exactly what dad needed to do. There was no crisscross over of sometimes you hit the boundary a little bit. There was none of that. So my dad was the provider. My dad went out, brought food home, made sure there was money in the house, paid the school fees, clothes on our back, made sure money was given to mummy to make sure mummy did that and all of that sort of stuff. My mum worked, don't get me wrong. But it was different back in those days. and. It has its upside and downside. But now when you look at society today in 2022, we've gone through this phase where, I don't know if it's a good thing or if it's a bad thing, where everybody is told you can be whoever you want to be. You don't need anybody, blah, blah, blah. We're, we're told to learn to be independent and rely on nobody but yourself and all of that stuff and everything. And yes, that's really, really great. But we're human beings, we're social creatures. And it's it's got to that place where and this is really it's gonna sound really bad but it's just my view when i came to this country and i actually realized things like if a woman was with a man and decided i don't need a man anymore or whatever happened in the relationship things go down mm -hmm. south or whatever it is easier for them to go do you know what move out i'll be fine and then the government will take care of you. They'll give you money. If things break around the house, they'll bring another man to the house to come and fix it for you and all that sort of stuff and everything. It's it's good, but it has its downside as well. But in terms of the role of men and women today in this society today, there is none. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as the man of relationship or the woman of relationship anymore. It doesn't yeah. exist. Do you know what I mean? Some men are incredibly happy being home and doing the things that traditionally we think a woman should be doing like looking after the kids cooking cleaning some men are more than happy to do that and some women are very happy to leave the house go be the one working on the grind bringing money home and paying for bills and all that sort of stuff and everything it used to be different so when you talk now about like what the roles of men and women are in a relationship we're in a world now where those things don't actually exist anymore there are no roles anymore so if you look at and it's weird so when you look on instagram pages and all of that stuff you see half of the girls say oh i want a man who can provide for me blah 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 this and this and that if he's not making more money than me then this and this. and then you see the other side of the woman that say well if a man takes you to cinema if he buys the ticket you buy the snacks and it's just it's like we all do not actually know where we stand in this anymore yeah. That line, that clear defined line doesn't exist anymore. And it's it's weird. Whatever level you look at it, you get some women who would straight out there come and say, Do you know what? I make my own money, blah, blah, blah. I just need a man. And blah, blah, blah. And then you get some women who say, Do you know what? I need a man to look after me. What men want and what women want has changed over the years. And in this day and age in society today, if you ask me, there's suddenly, there's definitely no roles in terms of what a woman should do in a relationship or what a man should do in a, those things don't exist anymore there's nothing stopping you if your woman's working and you're home there's nothing stopping you from cooking to make sure there's food in the house when she gets home run her bath when she gets home and the same way she would do the same thing for you you should do the same thing for her too 
So what, where do you put the gender roles there? I said, who's a man, who's a woman in a relationship? It doesn't exist anymore. But you know, you know what? I've realized what it is though. I think the box is so. When we, when, how can I put it? When we generalize about something, it's more of like, when I say like roles of a man and a woman. Um, so speaking from a woman's point of view, they would say, "Oh, men don't, men don't." The reason why we, oh, we that we have to go out to work because men are selfish or that uh, was in the house. All, all, all the men did was beat them, and it's like one man or two or three can ruin it for everybody because then a man beats a woman in the house and he then he goes on stage and says my woman needs to stay at home it it then because it's on social media it blows out and then that applies to all men and then all women think oh so all men are like that do you know what i mean sure. and then it becomes more of a like then he becomes more of a dictator and then all the men become dictators for the men that then don't want for the men that don't want their women to go to work for real because he believes that she should stay home and he's a good person inside he's still seen as that person that they saw like a couple of years ago or a week ago saying that no all women need to be inside and then it gets put on a stigma where the woman believes that she should go outside and be working and doing all these things vice versa as well some women believe that they want their if their men is if they if they're earning uh, so such su- such amount of money that they, their men can stay home and like you said men don't really mind staying home but I think no. it's um, but I think it's a type of thing of where the west westernized version of man and woman it's so confused it's yes you don't know where to go because some women like want want to be traditional and stay home where where now the man is thinking you're not staying home you're going to work you think you're going to live off me and almost like yeah but i'm doing it generally and honestly and men are knocking her back because sure. she doesn't want to go to work and it's a, then where does she find her happiness because she wants to stay home she wants to look after her kids but then she can't find a man to do that for her because all the men are on facebook or on instagram learning that these women are finessing men and saying oh oh my man needs to earn like um six figures before before i date him and that's all he sees so when he sees a woman that is nice and genuine he thinks no she's a gold digger do you know what i mean true true i I agree with you on two different levels so like if you think about real women out there who actually meets a real man and actually wants a real man how much money you earn is never an issue for them yeah do you understand and if you think about if you think in general about couples and you look at them and you think, oh my God, these guys are really happy. Even when they fight, you don't know and blah, 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 and things like that. And you actually have conversations and talk to them and ask them like, so who cooks dinner? Who does the laundry? Who folds the laundry? When you ask those kind of questions, you realize there's actually no such thing as, no, I do dinner today or you do dinner today, or there's no such thing. Because in this society today, it's become generally accepted where back in the days it was a no-no where if your boys heard that you're home and you're washing and putting the clothes out and hanging your woman's underwear and all of that stuff is it you know they'll take the piss out of you and all of those things in today's society i could take myself for example i have no problem whatsoever coming home and doing the laundry find out my missus was here she left her clothes here i'll wash it hold it put it in a drawer for her and all of that stuff when i do things like that I don't see it like it diminishes me as a man. All I see it as, I'm doing something for the woman I love 
I'm making yep. her life easy. And she would do things to make my life easy. Do you know what I mean? So yep. I don't know, that the whole gender role thing, I think in today's society, it doesn't exist anymore. It creates its own problems, but then it has its own solutions as well. It doesn't exist anymore. And the funny thing is, you would hear a lot of these women who say like, oh, um, I want equal opportunities and blah, 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 this and this and that and all of that. And then it's the same women you hear them say, oh, but you don't do nothing for me. I want a man who can do this. I want, And then they, they kind of create a class of men that they put into that they say they want these men to be our men to look after us. But then they are the same people who are on the same notes who go, actually, no, I can do this for my dog. What, 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 what exactly are they, what messages are sending across? Do you get me? They want to be independent. They want to produce for themselves. They want to make their own money. They want to wear their trousers in the relationship and all of the stuff and everything. But on the same note, they're saying, no, but we want a man who will do this for me, a man who will buy me stuff and take me out and blah, 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 and this and this and that. Well, if you're doing everything for yourself and you're making your own money and you can look after yourself and everything, then what do you need a man to do those things for you for? Do you get me? Yeah. You would never, you would never hear some man, well, actually, I shouldn't say that, you do hear it. So men out there would look like, would talk about, oh, I want a woman who, you know, I can spoil her, she would look after me, I'll come home and blah, 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 this and this and that. You would rarely hear a man go, oh, I want a woman who will go out and work and bring money home for me and blah, blah. You, you never hear that from men. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's weird. I mean, whether we choose to accept it or not, those gender roles, I think right at the back of our minds will always be there. But on the thinking part of our minds where we face society and we want to be a part of society and we want to be a part of a generation that says that yes, everybody is capable of everything, nobody is above anybody and everything. We all act out. But the truth is, we nobody actually really knows what they actually really want when it comes to men and women in a relationship. Because you talk to men, they're just as confused. They want a woman who would be there to support them and do this for them and blah, 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 this and this and that. But then you look at them and think, what do you do for her? Do you know what I mean? So I don't know, when it comes to gender roles, I don't think they exist anymore. No, you're right. You're right. So do you think, so within that, within, within that, do you think relationship status is important then? Do you, when I say relationship status, when like, posting the pictures on social media and all these things do you think that matters like do you think it no. should matter see I don't know. so the lady i'm with now i love her to this things like that matter for her it matters to her because i i don't get it to me it doesn't matter i don't care i don't need to broadcast my love to you to anybody but you you are the one i need to show that i love you're the one i need to show that you're my woman, my queen, my everything. So for me, those things don't matter. I don't care. I don't need social media to validate my relationship. But for her, it matters. So sometimes I wouldn't do things like that because I know it's important for my woman. So it depends. But as far as I'm concerned, who, who are you giving your status to? What has that got to do with the happiness of your relationship, if you get me? Yeah. I don't think I, it's important. 100%. I, I, yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I ask from because I see a lot of people with um, different approaches when it comes to that answer because people don't know because I realise some people are doing it because they get told to do it. It's not really off their own back because I've always believed that your 
your relationship should stay private but then yes. you want me to post you on social media so you're not really making any sense and you want me to post the good days you should have posted days when we're arguing as well <laughs> you know what I mean it, it's funny you should say that because I had the same conversation with my missus she said to me that I need to understand that we're in a society now where a lot of people communicate stuff through social media so in her head you not posting any pictures or anything to talk about relationship status or any of that stuff is like you generally saying to the whole world I'm still single and available come get me that's the way she described no. it to me no, that that's doesn't. what I thought no it doesn't <laughs> but like I said you know what I mean if, if you love a woman and you want her to be happy and something is important for her and to her it means something you do it because to me it's it's nothing off my back I don't care it makes no difference to me at all but then I think it's again we live in a society now where everybody lives their whole life on social media so badly that people feel the need to do these kind of stuff like to tell the world, oh, I'm happy, I met somebody, blah, blah, blah. And then what annoys me is two, three months down the line, they break up or they're fighting. And then they start posting all this, oh, men this and women this and all these stuff. And I'm like, seriously, you live your whole life on social media? Who are you doing it for? Yeah, I saw I saw that um, stuff like that. When you see um, they're posting all their partners on their social media, and then you go back to the social media like 12 months later, and they've only got like five pictures. And then you ask them what happened. Oh, we broke up. I'm saying, you see what I'm saying? You lived your whole life on social media. You showed yeah. everybody your life. Everyone, yeah. nothing was private. And now you've gone quiet now. And now I know that you've broken up. No one needs to know your business. No like one that. needs to know your business like that. That's my point. No one needs to know your business like that. Whether I'm in a relationship, I'm not in a relationship, I'm happy, I'm not happy. That's not your problem, man. That's my business, not yours. Exactly. No one needs to know stuff like that. I don't I don't think relationship status is important. Who's it for? It's not for you. You're just doing it for people to see. And what is the benefit of that to your relationship, the person you're with? So you can go around telling the whole world how I'm with this person, I love this person, blah, 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 this and this. I come home and you you treat her like crap and you make her unhappy and all of those things. But you're posting all the, who are you doing it for? be real to yourself and if you really genuinely love somebody trust me you don't need relationship status that people see you don't know you know what this guy's in love and he's happy it's not important not to be anyway true 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 yeah so just a quick one just a quick one I don't know if you saw it I don't know if you even care about it but the um, Jade um, the Will Smith slap to Chris Rock oh um, boy yeah would you, let me let me hear your interpretation of what you believe happens and what you saw in the media because I love to because when I talk about relationships I like to go to their relationship because I want to see what people think about it so what do you think about it? Okay honestly I think what Will Smith did was incredibly wrong Um, it's not just the fact that he slapped Chris it's the fact that he did it on stage in front of the whole world when everybody was looking and I don't know. So, for me, the way I see it is, Will Smith, at that very point in time, regardless of what he's going through, was not in control of his emotions and let things just get over him. Now, from what I understand, his relationship with Jada has been up and down. They've had their issues and all of that stuff and everything, but that was, that was not okay. You can't assault another human being for making a joke. It's his job. It's his job. It's part of the job description. When they come on stage to do these things, 
to just take the piss out of the people in the crowd, make their own jokes, it's the part of the job. You think Chris Rock maliciously sat there and said, you know what, I'm going to say something to hurt Jada Stevens. No, he didn't. It was a joke. And if he was upset about it or what was said was wrong, and it's really weird because I watched the videos. Initially, he was laughing too, looked yep. over, saw his wife, realized his wife wasn't happy, realized he fucked up because he was laughing, and then he did what he did. So obviously, he didn't have a problem with it until he noticed that his wife had a problem with it. And then he got up and did what he did. But I, I totally, I had so much respect for Will Smith. I love the guy. And it, it breaks my heart to say this. Even when I'm watching programs and like motivational videos and stuff and his voice or his face comes up, I just change it. I can't stand the guy anymore. Because yeah. I, I cannot believe he actually brought himself that low. A lot of people look up to Will Smith. A lot of people actually look up to him. And the thing is, when I work out, I listen to a lot of motivational videos. And he does a lot of motivational speeches. Now, let's just imagine one of these young kids growing up and trying to find my way in the world. And he's someone I've chosen as a role model. And he's proven to me that when somebody does something you don't like to hurt your feelings, you can physically go and assault them in front of everybody and not care what the consequences are. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the message he's setting across. And I am a father. What if my son actually idolized um, Will Smith and saw Will Smith do this and decided, you know what? My idol's done it. It's okay. Anybody hurts my feelings, I'm going to walk up and I'm going to smack them in the face. Do you know what I mean? You can't yeah. do things like that. I totally, totally, I've lost so much respect for that man. I yeah. totally disagree with that. It's very, it's very, it's very, I've done it, I've done this podcast for a while now and I've asked everybody this, um, that question because I wanted to know about, um, everyone's always answered that um, question differently, especially when it comes to like um, people's mental state, um, people's in-house relationships and their wife and their marriage. Um, I've always believed that your marriage should be private. That's why I ask people about the relationship status. And that's why I lead in with the Jada Pinkett stuff. Um, I believe, I just believe right now that um, Will is going through something that he has no control over. And sure. he, he, in his mental state, I just think that he needs to get some help, whatever, whatever he's going through. Um, I believe that him and his wife who am I to say what they should do but I think they need counselling and she needs to for the best part of it not try to monetize their life just for a little while just come back and sit down and just be like you know what this is affecting my husband in a way that I didn't think it would and um, I'm just going to re relax a little bit and like take take a step back and like talk to him and try to figure things out because something isn't right behind closed doors when you the year before the two of you were boycotting the Oscars and then the two of you are now front row at the Oscars because they, they perfectly positioned them both so you could yeah. see them as the black yeah. monarchy to go back to the Oscars and yeah. he won his first, he was going to win his first Oscar for a main role and then you go up on stage and you slap a man in the face for Seriously. a joke that millions of people have said, millions of people yes. have joked about them, and you have yes. come and you chosen that platform to slap a man in his face. That's I wrong. think it's wrong. People That's have had my opinion on this many times, but the way he dealt with it, 
I'm sorry. Um, I had someone on the podcast last week tell me if it was on the street, we would have handled it different. I said, yes, but Wilson's is a celebrity. He can't handle things like that. He he can't do it because he has money and he has to think. But then I think that is the burden that he has on him. I think he forgot himself for a little bit. And he thought, hold on a second, who are you? I know. <laughs> I know, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. And the truth is, I get it. I get when people talk about, oh, the stuff going on behind closed doors, this relationship, blah, 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 this and this and that. But that's a true test of a man. You're not a real man if you're only on point, behave well and everything when things are good. The true test of a real man is what you are and what you do when things are bad. When all the chips are down, when everything's against you, when emotionally you're not okay, mentally you're not okay, you, you, you're going through stuff. That's the true test of a man. So what he did, as far as I'm concerned, showed us who the real, real Will Smith is. He's not yeah. who we think he is. Because regardless of what you're going through, Ted, it, you have to hold it in. You cannot just burst out and behave in that sort of way and just go, oh, I was emotionally upset at the time, so it's okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. And I think, for me, that's the reason I've lost so much respect for him. Because, honestly, the true test of a man, as far as I'm concerned, is what you do when the chips are down. Not when you're happy. When you're happy, everybody's capable of anything. You're capable of being generous. You're capable of being nice, going out of your way for people. You're capable of all of those things when life is good. It's what you do when things are bad. So yeah. whatever you're you heard- going through, yeah. Go for it, go for it. Have you heard that speech that Rocky does when he's talking to his son, when his son comes to meet him? Um, if you listen to a lot of mo- 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 motivational speeches, there should be one, I don't know if you've heard it, but Rocky will come on and he's talking to his son and he says to his son, it doesn't matter how hard you can get hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep pushing and forward. Keep pushing forward. Because I know life, the speech. Yeah. I know the speech. They have this popular saying to me, get knocked, get hit seven times, get knocked down seven times, get get up eight. I know yeah. that speech really, really well. Yeah. 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 And that's Will. I always saw that in Will, but then because of so the way how social media is, I can imagine him going anywhere and always getting bombarded by the Jada thing with um, August and hearing all that all the time. And I think he just had enough at the time. He had enough. And True. a man of his stature, it sounds really bad. He can never not have enough, but then he's only human. But it's just True. like, how does he, how does he let out this anger to his wife about what his wife has done? Because we've always heard, oh, but Will's cheated on Jada, but we've never had any proof. No, we've never had any proof. No, never. You know that it's always been rumors. Always yeah. been rumors. Oh. Yeah. oh Oh, they've had this open relationship, and then if they if they have had this open relationship, and they have been sleeping with other people, that means that Will has never cheated on his wife. Do you no. know what I mean? So, no. it, it, I don't know. It's 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 mad. It's mad. Well, what can we do? We can talk about that stuff forever, but forever, um, man. <laughs> yeah. but That's is, true. Um, at one point, no, I do want to ask you to come back on to discuss um, relationships deeper level than that. I need a, like a group of people with me because I want to do like a. Um, my first video podcast but i want to talk about more on relationships on that level so i'm going to start oh, off with the jada pinkett and um will smith um part of it and then i'm going to like like dive into different questions because there's certain questions that i don't think that men and women ask each other deeply enough and it's better sometimes sure. to ask a stranger 
sure. across from you that is a part of the opposite sex to ask that question and then they can give you their reply back and you think oh I didn't think about that, like that. you know what I mean yeah I'd love to be a part of that mate yeah, yeah no you will be you will be you're, you're one of the people that I want to get onto that because that um the answer that you gave me is one of the I've been asking that question because I want to see the who what people I can get on to a podcast about relationships that people can ask deeper questions about you know yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm it, buddy. Good, good. Um, getting on to the lighter side of things. Yes. Um, these, these questions are quite easier. These questions are not as basic thought thinking as the other ones. But um, what three things would you say to your younger self if you had the chance to? So, say, time portal opens up and you see your younger self sitting on the bench, and right, right at that point, your younger self is, is in hard times. He's worried about life. You're about. 16, 17 years old. You hop through yeah. the time machine and you're gonna say three things to yourself. What were the three things what three things would you say to your to your younger self? Definitely the first thing. First thing I'd say to myself is money isn't everything, man. Stop chasing money. Okay. Money isn't everything. Definitely that'll be the first thing I say to myself. Um secondly, there's there's been some really good people who have come into my life and I've kind of let them go. And I think I will remind my younger self, like, hold on to these people. Why did you let um, them go? It's just circumstances, man. And you know, I didn't fight hard enough. Like, you know, when we we go apart and they're trying, but you're not really trying, and then suddenly they give up and you never bothered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely tell myself that, like, the good people that come into your life, just hold on to, because believe you me, there's you get to this stage in your life where you realize that you can't find good people around you and the good ones that you had you've already let go and um, yeah so i definitely tell myself that and lastly i think i tell myself make more mistakes man i live too cautiously make more mistakes just be bold and do things just do wow. stuff even when you're scared yeah just do it anyway because i think i lived very cautiously and I don't regret it don't get me wrong I don't regret it at all but I think I've got to the age now where I can't go back and do those things anymore so I don't know if I could see my younger self and tell my younger self like don't be scared just live life and don't hold back you're gonna be okay so do you think do you think that was a reason because of your environment the reason why you took less risks no, no. See, I'm not. I'm not one of those people. How do I explain this? I've always been a very lone person, anyway, regardless of what environment I'm in. Um, I keep a very small circle. I don't keep a lot of people around me. Um, I'm not easily influenced by the environment. It's just, it's just how I was brought up, how my parents brought me up, and it's always been a case where. My parents brought me up in such a way that I always used to learn from the mistakes of other people. I thought it was my mistake and make sure that I never end up in that sort of position. And it kind of affected me in such a way that it made it very difficult for me to do certain things because I've seen other people do and fail. And I thought, I don't want to be there. But it never occurred to me that actually, you're not them. You could have succeeded where they failed. Oh, but I never took okay. the risk. Yeah. But I never took try the risk. So. Yeah, try and fail, but never fail to try. Weird, yeah, no, right? man. If I had known that when I was younger, trust me. 
Yeah, weird. life would be very different. Yeah, definitely. Very weird. Um, if, if if there's anything you could do, I'm saying anything. If there's something, if if there's an adventure that you would want to do, or something that, let's just pretend, say you did an adventure, is something that you wanted to do in your life goal, and you could do it, and it was successful. Like for me, for instance, I would want to be a world-renowned um, interviewer, and uh, basically. I would have to write a book and have my book known everywhere. That's what I want to be remembered for. What would okay. you want to be remembered for? Oh boy. I think for me, I definitely want to be remembered to be the person that people can talk to when they needed somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. I've always been that person. And I don't know, I think circumstances in my life have always made it that the people I call friends who are around me, whenever they've had issues, they've always been able to call me because they all, I, I hear this thing a lot. You always know what to say at the right time. That's all thing. I want to be remembered for that person who, whenever things get bad, you know I'll be there for you. That's what I want to yeah. be remembered for. That's good. That's, yeah. that's, that's really good. I think everyone, everyone always wants to be remembered for their good side of themselves. I think. I think it's it's I think it's a good way to for people to have to be remembered by yeah I would always remember you yeah because when I when I worked with you yeah you did always push me to be better you always did you always they like come on Dominic come on and I was like oh my gosh that is that but then I realized it's always the better it's always the better for me yeah you know what I mean it was always the best yeah. at the time you don't see your your good side in you but you from the very first time I met you yeah you always yeah you always tried to push me to push me okay um last two questions now getting back to um what has been your most racist experience Ted hello yeah yeah I'm still me? here yeah I lost yeah. you there for a second I'm here yeah I know right it went, it went black yeah I heard it as well <laughs> what um what has been your most racist experience now don't say it in a sense where um to be rude about it but just explain to the people what has been your most racist experience okay <laughs> okay so i thought about this question a bit like really really did and you know what i'm one of the very very lucky few i don't think they've actually experienced racism in the way that i thought was racist if that makes any sense it probably because mm. i don't see racism as much as i should but i actually have it i mean there's been a few instances that have popped up and things like that. And but genuinely I've only always been around people who if they didn't like me, they didn't like me. And there was other black people around me and they liked them. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I've never actually really had a racist moment. Yeah, but that's Cause... good. That's good though. That's good though, because um you're gonna be shocked to hear this one as well. My most racist experience has yes. been with another black person that and them being racist to me. No. Seriously. Yeah, um, well, believe it, brother. <laughs> but I will say that for another time because when people ask me that question, they're like, oh, what's your most racist experience? I said, my most, my most racist experience was at school and another person being racist to me. And believe it or not, when I met that person, as I've got older and I saw them, I think they realised what they had done wrong. Like, you know when that oh, person looks at you and they're like, yeah. they're like, they thought it would have broke me down and I always used to tell this person, but I'm born black, so there's nothing, it doesn't yes. make any sense to me. 
you know what I'm saying? So if I'm born black, tell me what racism is then. Because True. you you're saying to me that I'm not black enough, but I'm born black. So just tell me it, you know what I mean? It, it used to be very weird. And, and and this was in school times. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's been very weird on how I would love to see how their life turned out now. But I love to see that I saw them like 10 years after school. I walked in somewhere and they were like a normal person. And I walked and they saw me and they knew like yeah, I had done that person wrong. And I thought, yeah, good. And I and I left. Do you know what I mean? Wow. I just thought, good. Like I showed you like, yeah, being black isn't just because you listen to Tupac. No, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, wow. See, see, now that you say it like that, so, I don't know, it happened, but I think, I don't know, I, I just brushed it off. So, I lost my cousin, I lost my cousin in Italy, and we went over to go bury him. And during, like, I'm one of those people, it's very difficult for me to cry when someone dies. It's really hard. Even when my dad passed away, I cried, but like way later, it doesn't hit me straight away. Yeah. And I, I remember we went for the funeral, we did the whole service, all her stuff and everything, um, buried and the body and everything. And I think it, it hit me when I actually saw him in the coffin mm. being put in, into the ground. And that's where it hit me. So I obviously, I love my sister's face and when I start crying she starts crying obviously I don't want my sister to cry because she'd be crying all day so I left went outside stood in front of the church and one of my mates well not my mates but one of my brother's mates was there with me and he was stood beside me and I was crying he was trying to calm me down and this dad was on a moped in Italy on a moped it was in Verona and he was driving past he was riding past with his kid and the kid uttered some Italian word and spat at me and I was like, what did he say? And the guy next to me said, oh, he just called you a monkey and spat at you. And I was like, okay, but I don't know. I didn't, I don't, I didn't know how to take it. If, if that makes any sense. I mean, it doesn't get any more racist than that, but I don't I'm know. Shocked. I, 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 I didn't even know what to say. I, when, when I heard a kid and spat, yeah. I said, what? Yes. A kid, he was with his dad on a moped and they just rode past me and that's the road past me. He spat, obviously he's a kid, so he didn't actually get that far to me. And then he said some word in Italian. So I said to the boy, what did he say? And the girl's like, oh, he just called you a monkey. I said, okay. But I, I don't know, I wasn't faced. I thought, I'm never going to see you again. I'm never, I, I don't know. But that, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I think I'm one of those people, I, I, I try, I don't know, I cannot. I, 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 I may probably have been in instances where people have been racist to me and I probably mm. just didn't see it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But well, you don't, basically, that means that you don't, that means that basically you're not, you're not one of those people that you're like, basically like you're looking for it. You don't live day to day with people, like people trying to hold stuff against you. Like you don't want that, basically. That's, that's probably why you don't hear it. Cause you're just like, you're not gonna, like that's not gonna affect my day, my day to day life. No. Like, you, wanna, you wanna put me down, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not gonna happen, mate. My emotional state is way too important for me for some ignorant person who judges me by the color of my skin to put me down. No way. Yeah. I would never be that guy, no chance. <laughs> um, last question. So if you had the grand stage and people that have had the grand stage before you are people like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, uh, Michael Jackson, um, all basically all the M's, basically, you know, most of the M's. I remember I heard a saying that 
God sends angels by the word of M, like Michael yeah. and stuff. I thought, okay. So if you had the world stage and you had to find a way to bring peace and bring everybody together, yes. what would you do? What would you say to try and bring the world together like they did? What would you do? How would you try to do it? I think for me, it's, it's a very, very, very simple thing. I believe 100%. If you lived your life and lived your life with the people around you, treating them the way you would like to be treated, there'll be no hatred or racism in the world. If you don't want it done to you, don't do it to anybody else. If we live like that, I think there'd be peace. Easily. Empathy. Put yourself in the other person's shoe. How would you feel if that was done to you? How would you feel if somebody spoke to you that way? How would you feel if somebody treated you that way? And if you're not going to like it, don't do it to that person. I think for me, that's my motto. That's that's my mantra. That's what I go by. So whatever situation I'm in, wherever it's happening, wherever it's going on, I always say to myself, like, how would I feel if the tables were turned? And sometimes when people deserve it, and I say to myself, you know what? Even if the tables were turned, I deserve that because I've been given the opportunity several times and I do it. I know I deserve that. And if that's the case, that person deserves it. But then if we lived our life thinking every single time, whether you get angry at somebody, whether you, whatever happens, just think to yourself for one second, if the tables were turned, how would I feel if somebody did that to me? If we did that, trust me, the world would be a completely different place today. Hmm. 100%. Good. Good, man. I like that. that. It's hard because a lot of people, a lot of people can't answer that question, you know, because they don't have the formula. Some people say, smaller communities they would work through community 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 it would, it would some people say that yeah it, it would just take them you would have like it you would need like a group of people to do it in like smaller communities and make people aware of everybody's ethnic background instead of like trying to like predominantly be like one and then kind of control that system and then trying to say to everybody oh yeah you could have this month and that month and that month you know what i mean so it's it's hard but it's it's the way you have put it is very yeah it's a very smart way because if everybody lived that way like you said then empathy is yeah learn just learn about people stop trying to believe that you're better than them and they're better than you learn from them like what how would you feel if it happened to you you know yes always 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 put yourself in the other man's shoes always and if you did that trust me because for me, when I when I interact with people, when they do something to piss me off or anything like that and all of that sort of stuff and everything, sometimes don't get me wrong, I lose my temper and I snap. But when I snap, I actually I'm, I, I, I realize what I'm doing. So I'll give you an example. I lost my grandmother and she gave me these beads. And obviously she's old, so she doesn't know that the beads that she's given to me, they're for women. She just mm-hmm. gave it to me because it has sentimental value to her and she wanted mm-hmm. me to have it. So every time it gets to the week in which she died a month and a week getting to the date on which she died for that week i wore the beads on my wrist mm-hmm. and i just wore it for the whole week as remembrance to her and the gym i go to one of the other guys who's also Ghanaian, obviously saw me recognized the bead and started taking the piss out of me it's like mate you know that's for women why do you have it on your hand are you gay and blah 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 and obviously he didn't know why i was doing it and because I love my grandma so much, I lost my shit and I went mental, like proper. And then I stopped for a second after I walked away from him and everything. And I sat there and I thought to myself, 
he doesn't know why I've got it on. I didn't actually take the opportunity to even explain to him what was going on. I just snapped because you know what? He's taking the piss out of me. Everybody can mm. see it. So I've said all kinds of stuff to embarrass him. How would I feel if he did that to me? I just went back and I apologized for what I said. And he shook my hand. He's like, no, no, I know I upset you. It's okay. And I was like, no, but I shouldn't have done that. And explained to him, this is the reason I do it. And he goes, oh, that's really sweet. And suddenly, what could have actually turned out to be two people who just don't talk to each other over some silly joke? Trust, just like that. So I believe strongly that as long as we live our life by always thinking, how would I feel if that person did that to me? And if you won't feel right, don't do it to them. We'll be good. 100%. Wow. That's good. That's, that's, that's good examples, man. That's all we need. That's all we need is good examples. All around the world. That's all we need. We have good examples, like what the examples that you just put, then apologizing and all that stuff is is perfect it's not there's nothing more stronger than an apology and and someone taking that apology and accepting it do you know what i mean sure. Sorry. sure but um that is the end of the podcast can you imagine i know i know i've really enjoyed this man it's been it's been good is it good i really enjoyed it you've asked questions that's made me think about things i generally wouldn't think about i like that and this is what i'm trying to do this is I don't know. I don't know if it's working. I don't know if it's it's doing what it's meant to do. But I think this is my calling, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely working. You've got me hooked. I only listened to one podcast you sent me, and I'm hooked. So definitely, it's working. Guaranteed. It's working. I I try. I try and just do what I can, and just hopefully. um, Luckily, though, I have got a lot of responses, and that's. The one thing I've wanted, I've wanted people to want to come on the podcast to get interviewed to um, think And now I'm finding myself too overwhelmed by too many people wanting to come in and try to juggle it between my working life and what's going on with me now and trying to get them to record for like an hour. Because when, when did we set this up? It was last week, wasn't it? It was like a week and a half, two weeks ago, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here, listen, here's what I did. So... I mean, they don't have to be the same kind of people. They don't have to be very different or whatever. Why don't you get, even if it's just guys or girls or whatever, why don't you just get maybe two or three people at a time and just do it so you don't feel overwhelmed? Because maybe if you're trying to do everybody one-on-one, yeah. maybe that's why you're getting overwhelmed. Just, just try and see if you can get a few people together. No, but you know and, what it is though? It's not even them, it's kind of me. Because I've moved job now, um, I don't work in retail anymore. I'm a um, I'm an infrastructure engineer now. So, okay. um, the job that I work for now, I've taken the same mentality I had in my last job as a manager. Now, <laughs> I'm not a manager anymore. So I have gone. I'm, I'm not at the lowest rank, but I've started off from the beginning, and I'm working up. And they love me, but I don't want to put myself in that position where I'm a manager again and I become uncomfortable on the way how I am, the way how I'm feeling, because I believe in myself that mental state is my strong, is my weakest point when it comes to me. So I want to build myself up gradually. So I am trying to like put myself in, put myself in, in stages where it's like work, you know, it's, it's wife, work, fat, you understand? I'm trying to do it in stages, but okay. the podcast, the podcast has like boomed like really quickly and that's good to try to fit it in with everything that is going on with like i want to do 
I want to try and get my work brain back up to scratch. So I'm learning how to drive now. I'm learning all these things. It's hard for me to to um, measure it all and fit it all into the schedule. And it's hard because right now I'm doing nights. I should. I normally don't work nights, but nights okay. is giving me opportunity to earn more money to pay for the sure. driving lessons to do other things. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And I want it to be where I can have the podcast and it, it, it's only an hour but try to juggle it and it's all the people that um say they want to come on my wife literally just bought me like a podcast book so i need to write their their names in the podcast book because every time i see people i'm out and people are like teddy when are we gonna do the podcast i think oh my gosh i forgot about you <laughs> do you know what i mean and i'm even yeah. getting people like, imagine it and i'm even getting people on twitter as well saying to me they want to okay. come on and these are these are strangers so it's That's like, oh, man, I forgot. So I need to write these people down and remember them. But um, yeah, that's it's a it's a jumble, jumble, jumble. But just one day at a time, you know, just one day at a time. If true, if true. I, I just need to remember, you know, that's it, really. You just what you can do, you just need to plan. If it's one or two days a week, just plan. And mm. surely you must have your schedule ahead. So just plan one or two days a week and know that say every Sunday or every Tuesday is podcast day. The rest of the time I do the stuff I need to do. So the half of my day on Monday or half of my day on Sunday or whatever day you choose is a podcast day. So whether you want to talk to or whether interviews you want to do or any of that stuff, just always let them know it will definitely be on a Monday. It will be between this time and that time. When are you free? And then pen it in. So that way, you can get all your other stuff done. Come on, man, there's seven days in a week, 24 hours a day. You can get all your other stuff done. Your little free time, you can spend to plan stuff, but you know for a fact that if you want to do it on two days a week or even one day a week to start off with, you know that on that day, you're doing this podcast, you've got people inked in. If you have the opportunity to, you can do two or three of them in the course of a day. Yeah. Done. Just like idea. No, you know what it is? I can, I'll be honest with you, right now, what what kind of happened to me um my stepdad passed away a couple of weeks ago oh i'm sorry and, to hear that yeah so literally within these couple of weeks the podcast has boomed so before normally you know what as i said remember god doesn't give you nothing you can't handle that's what i always believe that's true and what, that's and, very what true. and what he did to me was god was very smart he allowed the podcast to come at a time where like you know when you're at your lowest like he gave yes. me like a task to do. He's like, no, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you this now. So it's like, That's oh, good. okay. So I'm going to Jamaica on Sunday to bury him. And I'm okay. going for two weeks. And okay. within that time, I probably have to, like you said, schedule all the stuff in, um, let people yeah. know that it's on a Monday, send out emails and stuff like that. And just try to tell people, yeah, it's Monday this, Monday that. And then, yeah, I, I will That's do it. that. But That's why it is. But, um, yeah, man, that's the end of the podcast, Joe. Yay! I'm happy we did this, man. I'm happy we did this. I hope this. you have enjoyed it. Um, I and have. You'll hear it in a couple of weeks' time. Um, you're a, you're a big gym buff like me now. You know, I go to the gym quite a bit. <laughs> I follow oh, you. Yeah, I go gym quite a bit. So we need to link up see if we can go to the gym. Definitely, man. Bring it on. I'm ready. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right, people. Definitely. So, I, I have this has been your boy Teddy Hoggle. Um, this will come out in the next couple of weeks. Jojo, I'd like to thank you again for coming on the podcast. You're very welcome, mate. Thank it's you. been fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Bye.
Bye. Bye.